0: Um, let me start with prayer and then we'll go from there. How does that sound? All right. Father in heaven, we just thank you for this time that we can all come together under your name to hear your word preached, Lord. And I, I just ask that you would use me. Lord, let anything of my own just be put aside. Lord, because we just need you to work. And you are what matters. All right, and I pray that we would remember that. May we all just surrender to your spirit right now, Lord. So that we can hear what you have to speak to us. And Lord, we just praise you. And we thank you for everything, Lord. You are to be glorified above all else. And Lord, I pray for these men. Lord, whatever they're going through, whatever struggles, whatever hardships, whatever things that they're thinking about that they're struggling through, Lord, just help them. Give them guidance. Give them wisdom, Lord. Because wisdom comes from you. So Lord, we praise you and we thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to read from Proverbs chapter 4, starting at verse 20, and we're going to go through 27. Proverbs 4, starting verse 20. My son, pay attention to my words. Listen closely to my sayings. Don't lose sight of them. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Guard your heart above all else For it is the source of life. Don't let your mouth speak dishonestly, and don't let your lips talk deviously. Let your eyes look forward, fix your gaze straight ahead. Carefully consider the path for your feet, and all your ways will be established. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Keep your feet away from evil. I don't even need to break that down for us to understand what's going on right most of us kind of get the, the get the idea here don't do evil do what's right right you could almost summarize the whole thing up and say we're done right surrender to god and follow the path that he has laid out stop trying to go off on all these switchbacks right okay? and what we see king solomon doing here right because king solomon wrote almost all the proverbs Okay, so they're wisdom sayings, we all know that, and this is full of wisdom, right? He's constantly telling the person that he's speaking to, hey, listen to me and hold on to what I'm saying, because what I'm teaching you or what I am training you up in is wisdom from God, right? Right? King Solomon, the guy who got wisdom from God, the person who had more wisdom than anybody in all the world, in all time, other than Jesus. And Jesus only says only one other person was greater than Solomon. Who knows who that was? Anybody? Pop quiz. Big hey John. <laughs> says that John the baptizer... Is the only one who was greater than him. Yeah. Okay. But he was full of wisdom. And wisdom that came from God. And so he's passing it down to his sons. Alright, who here has kids? Got kids? Yeah. I got kids too. Okay. Mine are 5, 4, and 11 months. So I'm in the midst of the training up time of life. Shoot, I'm 37 and my dad's still training me. (laughs) Right? It's like, how come you don't know how to fix this yet? I'm like, because I'm dumb. I don't know. You know? know? We are supposed to be training up those who are ours. Okay? This time right here is a training time. Right? Because how many of us are taking the time to really go through? scriptures like this and kind of break it down like somebody who like me would do probably not many of us we read it and we might meditate on it but are we willing to look up reference after reference in the bible that go that points to what this is what this is saying how many of us are willing to break down maybe a word from the original language just to kind of see what does this really mean Now, is that to say that you guys are lesser than me? Absolutely flip a nut. Just means I'm crazy. And I'm willing to go into all of that stuff so I can show it to you guys and train you in it. You know, I want to be like this. I want to be that person that is willing to speak the truth of God's word to everybody who will listen. Sometimes if you won't listen. Because sooner or later it's going to break through. Right, sooner or later, the word of God is going to break through whether you want it to or not. Right, Because it is sufficient for everything. Is it going to tell you how to change, change the oil in your vehicle? No. But is it going to teach you patience when you're doing it? Yes. We've all been there. <laughs> We've all cracked a knuckle while doing some car work, right? We've all gotten frustrated, right? Or even with our children, they're not listening. You're screaming at the top of your lungs And they're just not listening Okay Or you've been here And you're trying to do something Working with a case manager And the case manager's getting frustrated And we've all been there We've all had times Where that's kind of an issue Right Our patience is Zero I know I've had those moments And you snap And that's when you start going down The opposite of what's being said here Right It's where All of a sudden, your heart starts to follow the wrong direction, right? Starts going after the devious things, starts going after the things that are sinful, right? And we're supposed to have life coming from us, right? Because the life giver indwells us if we're following Christ, right? The Spirit's the one who gives life, right? Before Christ, we're all just dead in our sins and trespasses, But when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we walk in life. Right? New life, abundant life. It may not be all peaches and roses, you know? But in those times of suffering, if we have been trained right, we'll learn what it means to guard our heart above all else. We'll learn what it means that the heart is the source of life. Right? When the Bible talks about the heart, it's talking about the mind, the will. The very thing that makes us go, our thoughts, our actions, emotions, it's the thing that controls this. This piece of meat does nothing other than fire synapses and make things happen when I think it, right? But something else is thinking it. Something else is telling it, hey, fire. Hey, And that is the heart. The mind. So when the when the Bible says guard your heart, it says guard your will, your emotions, and s- preserve them for the Lord and Him alone. Okay? While that is very, very difficult to do. Okay. Surrender is the hardest thing for us as believers to do. Okay. People who are not believers, I don't expect them to live the way that God tells us to live. Okay? What I expect is for me to show the truth and let God make the changes happen in their lives. Okay, So I don't expect people who don't believe to live according to the way that God's word has called us to live. You know, but if God calls you to repentance, <laughs> you need to repent. right? Otherwise, he's going to make sure you understand you didn't repent. And you are living completely separate from him, right? And he'll let you. Doesn't mean he wants you to, but he'll let you, okay? So we need to choose the right path, okay? And that means we don't speak dishonestly. How often do we all speak dishonestly? Like, I don't even have to have a raise of hands. Every single one of us should raise our hands. If not, you're dishonest, okay? Okay? We all speak dishonestly at times, right? Even though we're not supposed to. And we try really hard not to. But how many of us really suck at taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ? I will put my hand way up there. I'll use the building, (laughs) okay? I'm horrible at taking every thought captive. Shoot, earlier today, I thought I was the worst husband and father in the world, and I literally had that thought of, you probably should be dead so they can find somebody else. <laughs> like, it's horrible. And luckily, my wife is there to go, no, that's just not true. Okay? This is why our, our wives, right? So your wife is your helper. That's why she came from your side. So that you guys can stand next to each other. Okay? And our lips right? Our lips, the way we speak, right? The tongue and the lips and the mouth. These things are full of evil, right? But it says that what comes out of the person comes from their heart. And if our heart is deceptively wicked above all else, we must need someone to indwell us to change that, to make it new, to take the heart of stone and replace it with the heart of flesh. I mean, it might be a slow chipping away, you know, That's called sanctification, right? At the moment you follow Christ, give your life to Christ and you begin to follow him, you are immediately justified, right? Okay. That means if you die, you go be with Jesus. Okay. But the sanctification process is going to take time. And that's where these things start to fall off when we don't practice them anymore. And we practice taking our thoughts captive. When we practice speaking with honesty and truth. When we start getting into God's word and really applying it to our hearts and to our minds and to everything around us. And again, it's hard. As it's not normal for us. Our natural inclination is evil and going after sin. And that's why it's constantly this struggle between living in the spirit and living in the flesh, right? Living in the flesh is just a fun way of saying living for yourself and doing what you want, being your own idol, okay? Worshiping yourself. Although ultimately that means you're worshiping Satan, okay? If you are worshiping anything other than God alone, you are worshiping the devil, And he wants nothing more than to pull you away from God further and further and further until eventually you're hanging out in the lake of fire with the devil and those that fell with him for all eternity. Torment. Right? But God wishes that none would perish but that all would come to the knowledge of the truth. Well, what's the truth? Well, the truth is not just something that is said it's not something that is found it is a person and that is jesus the messiah jesus is the truth i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father but through me truth is a person and where do we find that person How many of you have ever sat there and said, I just don't feel like God's talking to me. I don't hear him. When people tell me that, I ask them, well, when's the last time you picked up your Bible and started reading it? When's the last time you went to the very word of God and started listening to him? If you don't believe that this is the actual word of God put down on paper, you are sadly mistaken and you're missing out. All throughout the centuries, people have tried to disprove what's in the Bible. But science, archaeology, even philosophy are proving what the Bible has said. And that's why we can come to it and we can go, hey, let your eyes focus forward. Stop looking back here at all the stupid stuff you once did. Okay. The apostle Paul says, I look forward towards the goal. I strive forward towards the hope that is in Christ. He says, I don't dwell in the past anymore. This is what, it, what Saul is telling him. Let your eyes look forward. Fix your gaze straight ahead. Stop looking back here and thinking you're going to go in a straight line, right? How many of us know that if you're walking straight and you're looking straight, you're probably going to go straight. But if you're walking straight and you're looking back, we're going to veer off, right? Right? And over time, that veering can take a long way off. Right? Most people get around 70 to 80 years in their life, right? And that time, if you're looking behind you at your past and you're trying to walk forward, you're probably going to end up somewhere over there, right? Right? And that's not the direction we want to go, right? Anybody who understands what the Bible is talking about knows we have to go forward, okay? The way that I was taught and trained to do counseling, okay, is that we look to God and we move forward. We don't look back here trying to fix what's already happened. I can't fix that. I can't fix what I did back here. I can't fix the things that are in my past. But I can repent, I can be forgiven, and I can move forward. And if there's a point on that path that you turn from the right or to the left, you can easily stand back up, go right back to the path, and keep going and remember to look forward. So what repentance is all about, right? Right? It's turning away from our rebellion, turning away from our sin, and moving forward towards the goal, which is Christ, to be with him for all eternity. Right? Surrendered to the creator of the universe. Right? Many people struggle with the fact that Jesus is actually the creator of the universe, right? Because Jesus is God in flesh. Right? John 1 tells us that. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Nothing that was created was created but through Him. Jesus is the creator of the universe. And think of this, the creator of the universe stuck Himself on a cross so that we didn't have to pay the penalty for our sins so that we don't have to look behind us anymore so that we don't have to fear what men think okay that's a big struggle for me i don't have to fear what men think the only person i need to fear and this is let me make sure that i make this clear the fear of god is a holy reverent fear it is not a oh my gosh kind of fear it is a holy reverent fear that the creator of the universe cares about me, loves me, and is willing to call me his son. If I am in Christ. And following him. Okay? Because if I'm doing so, then turning to the right, to the left. Don't want to do it. Right? But we have that constant battle, that constant struggle of doing our own thing and doing what God has purposed us to do. Hey, God's will will happen no matter what. But you will fight against the purpose of God because he has a purpose in your life. Hey, will is going to happen no matter what. Purpose, we're going to fight against it. Hey, God's will can't be fought against. Hey, and so he says, look, I took away your past. I took away your sin. Are you ready to lay down your life and follow me? Give it all up. Stay focused on me and move forward. Or do you want to continue to try to look back, fix your own past, worship yourself, and do your own thing, and ultimately end in eternal destruction? right most people think that it's like horribly horrible horribleness for God to put people in hell when he never sent anybody there except for the devil and his angels he will send them there he's literally going to cast them in there okay but everybody else he says all right you didn't want me in life why would I give you what you never wanted Let me do the most loving thing that I can do. Give you exactly what you wanted. A life void of me. Probably never heard anybody describe hell as being something that's loving. But it's a loving act of God to give you exactly what you wanted. Life without Him. Okay? And life without him is torment. And that's why hell is full of torment. Okay? But he did something about it, right? He paid the price for each and every one of us. Right? We all know what Easter is. We all know what Easter's about. We all know what Good Friday is about. It's about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus died so we don't have to. He took the punishment for us. The wrath of God being poured out on Jesus so that we don't have to have the wrath of God. I don't know about you, but I am very thankful that I don't have to have the wrath of God. And that I can live a new life. That I can be set apart. That I can be called a saint who is now dead to sin. And alive in Christ. I don't know about you guys. But that's how I want to live. I want to live set apart. I want to live the things that God has told us in his word. I want to have honesty come from my mouth. I want to have righteousness come from my heart. I don't want to be what Jesus describes in... Well, I don't have it written down. Oh, so smart of me. Uh, Yeah. In Matthew 15, 19, says, For from the heart comes evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, sexual immoralities, thefts, false testimonies, and slander. If our heart is transformed, we don't have to live that way anymore. We don't have to. We may choose to, but we don't have to. Okay? Okay? Outside of Christ, you're pretty much just doing what's by nature. So you have to live that way. Inside of Christ, you don't have to live this way. And Jesus himself says in Mark 7:18, And he said to them, You are also lacking in understanding. Don't you realize that nothing going into a person uh, from the outside can defile him? Right? Jesus says there's only one act that defiles a person from outside. And that's sexual immorality. Okay? But everything else is just food going in, coming out. Okay, Now, there are guidelines for that, obviously. Do it right. Don't do it stupidly. Okay, Don't be worshiping yourself by using something like food, sex, drugs, whatever it is. You name it. If you do it too much or you do it at all because God said don't do it, you're sinning. Okay? But he says, you don't have to live this way anymore. You can be set free. And how many of you came here because you want to be set free? I want to be set free, right? Some of us showed up here at the mission just because I just needed a place, right? I wanted to be safe. I wanted to be warm. That's okay. Well, I admit that, yeah. (laughs) right? For one reason or another, you came here and now you're sitting here hearing what God wants to say to you. And I hope you take it to heart. Hey, whether you're a believer or you're an unbeliever, take it to heart. Think about it. Go back and read this for yourself and see what is God saying to you through it. Don't just take my word for everything, but it up against scripture, please. Hey, you should never just take the preacher's word for it. Because what if they're wrong? Hey, Hopefully I'm not, but it could happen. Hey, so the ending question, I guess, Even <laughs> I used like none of the notes. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> the last question I have for you is, if you are not a believer here, or if you are somebody who has just kind of turned away and kept looking behind you, are you ready to look forward? Are you ready to walk with Christ? Are you ready to surrender your life? Hey, I know most of us want to do the, the raise your hands or bow your head. Don't look around. I'm sorry. I'm not that guy because I want people to truly show me and show everyone else that yes, I want to surrender my life to Christ. Yes, I want to follow Christ. And I want them to be held accountable for doing so. Okay? So, like I'm standing, I also want you to stand if you want to do that as well. If you want to live for Christ and surrender your life, whether you're a believer or not, okay, I'm not asking you for a rededication. I'm asking you, are you ready to surrender to Christ? Hey, I'm not standing just because I'm preaching. I'm standing because I want to surrender as well. Hey. Now some of you, You're not ready. you don't want to make that decision. You don't want to stand up in front of other people and be held accountable. I understand you just might not be ready. And that's your choice. And I'm okay with that. But I'll tell you right now, I don't want you to remain that way for long. Because you could walk outside and get shot. And then your chances are over. And for all of those guys that are standing right now, awesome. Glorify God, guys. Follow him looking forward. Walk the straight and narrow path. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for this time. Lord, for the men that stood up, Lord, I pray that you strengthen them and give them guidance as they surrender to you and go through this process of walking with Christ. Lord, for everybody who didn't stand up, for whatever reason, Lord, I pray that you would continue to do work in their hearts and their minds. Lord, may they come to that point where they do want to have this full surrender. Lord, even some guys might already be like, well, I'm already fully surrendered. Well, strengthen them as well, Lord. Lord, help us to look forward, fix our eyes on Jesus and the hope that we have in him. And may we serve, honor, glorify, and move forward in you, Lord. Lord, I praise you and I thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen.